We are learning Dav Chavtes. So the Mishnah and Chavtes and Meralaf mentioned a scenario where somebody said these saplings should be kadosh until they are cut down. And he's trying to make a nether which will consecrate them uh, like a treasury at the base of Mikdash. So the language of the Mishnah is that when he said that they should be kadosh until the time that they're cut down, in lahem pidyon. They do not have pidyon. The question is, what does it mean they do not have pidyon? Clearly the nether takes effect. Right? And the nether takes effect, it belongs to the treasury of the base of Mikdash. So they should be subject to and to the law of pidyon, which is that if somebody would redeem them, then the money which is given instead of it should become holy. What does it mean that it does not have pidyon? So we saw that there's a machlokas between Ula and Barpada about the understanding of our Mishnah. Why don't we just go over it, starting from the bottom of Chav Chesam and Beis. The Gemara was saying, Ula Olam. What exactly is saying? What, what exactly are we saying over here? Amar bar pada padon chosos ukedushos padon chosos ukedushos adji eksitu. It means inlam pidyon in the Mishnah means that pidyon is not effective to free them of their kedusha, because since he said that they're kadosh until the time that they'll be cut down, what he means to say is that even if I will cut them, even if I will be put to them, and then it would seem to be freed of its kedusha, it should automatically get its kedusha back. In other words, he's saying it must be holy until it's cut down. So therefore, even if pidyon is going to happen. It won't be effective. Inland pidyon means it's not subject to the halacha pidyon that if I'm going to give money instead of it, then the thing will lose its kedusha. Because what he, the person set up with his nether is that these things should remain in a state of holiness until they are cut down, is that unequivocally it's going to remain holy <coughs> until that point. However, that's all until it's cut down. Nixitsu, once they're cut down, podon pamachas vidayo. At that point, Barpada holds, you have to redeem them. The Kedusha does not leave automatically. And the reason why it doesn't leave automatically is because Barpada's opinion is that if something was holy, holiness does not, does not just dissipate, doesn't just go away, cannot just disappear. What has to happen is that you have to make a Pidyon. So until the time that they're caught, Pidyon is not effective and will automatically remain Kadosh because of the original Hektish was saying that it should, has to remain holy until it's cut down. But once they're cut down, the Kedusha doesn't go away. According to Barpada, the Kedusha remains uh, until the person does at least one Pidyon. But after the one pinyon, after the time was cut down, then it would be freed of anything. Ula disagrees. He says, once, once this was cut down, then you don't have to redeem them anymore. Meaning Ula is saying, Inlam pinyon in the Mishnah means something else. Inlam pinyon means that once the time comes that it's cut down, it doesn't require pinyon. Ula is saying, I hold that since the Kedusha was only meant to be there until the time that it was going to be cut down, then the Kedusha afterwards will just go away by itself. So he's understanding Inlam pinyon means it's not necessary to go redeem it after they will be cut down. Now, we showed a debate if Ula disagrees with Barpada's first point. What about if somebody redeems it during, during the time until it gets cut? Does Ula disagree with Barpada that it goes back to being Kadosh? Does Ula agree with that? It doesn't say in the Gemara. But the point is definitely Ula and Barpada disagreeing about the second point. What happens once the time comes then now the saplings are cut down. According to Barpada, you have to make a, you have to make a pidyon. If you don't make a pidyon, the Kedusha will remain. Whereas Ula says the Kedusha will go away by itself. So now the Gemara on the top of the Manalev challenges Ula by comparing Kedusha to other types of uh, scenarios. The Gemara says, Where would the Kedusha go? Meaning very good. He said the Kedusha is, only, is there only until they're cut down. But even when they're cut down, where's the Kedusha going to go? How does it just disappear? Imagine a case. Somebody's marrying a woman and he says, Today you are my wife. But tomorrow you're not my wife. Meaning he said from the outset, 
He, may, he told her that the marriage should only last for a day. Me nafka below get? Would such a woman go out without a get? What a fascinating child in a gemar. If a person said that he wants to be married to the woman only for one day, does she need a get or not? And it seems like the answer is, of course, that she does. What's the aside? Ah, she was only married for the day. The answer is that kedushin adds consecration to it. It's like, it's like you hear it in the word, right? Kedusha. And that consecration, which is she's designated to be a wife, so, so that does not disappear. It cannot go away. It cannot, it cannot go away by itself. Shaila is, though, why? What's this far? Do we have anything? What's behind it? So there's a very interesting rush here. The rush says, uh, if you take a look on the inside, it's an obvious point to the Gemara. Once she becomes a wife, she can always will for sure need to get. get. Because what, imagine the other way. Imagine someone gave a get and he said, you're divorced for a day, but after the day, you're back to my wife. So he's only divorcing her for a day. And he thinks that even if he doesn't makadish her again, she should automatically be his wife. What would that Allah be? The Gemara says, that for sure doesn't work. Because the, the essence of Gerishin, just what Gerishin is, is to sever, to cut off, to remove ties. So if it's only partial removing, right? She's only, he's only saying you're divorced for the day. That's not a get. It's going to either cut off completely or not cut off at all. And we compare Kedushin to Gerushin um, because they're together in the Pasuk. There's a hackish between them. And the Rosh is saying, that's the source in the Gemara. How does the Gemara know this halacha? That if a person said to a woman, today you're my wife and tomorrow you're not, that she still needs to get. The source for it is really, we have such an idea by Gerushin. By Gerushin, that's the essence of cutting ties. That has to be complete severance. We now are learning a hekish between Gerishin and Kedushin. So we know by Kedushin it's like that. But what's interesting is that now we're understanding it's conceptually true to all forms of Kedushin. Now we're saying it's true for this guy's nether as well, for the, for the treasury to the base of Mikdash. When he donated the saplings to the base of Mikdash until they'll be cut down, and then they're cut down, we're saying that the Kedushin cannot go away. Interesting stuff. Okay. So Amalei Rava, Rava defends, Rava defends back. He says, There's a difference between Kedusha of Damim, which is only monetary value, versus Kedusha Zagov, where it's inherent physical sanctity. In the case of the Isha, the sanctity is inherent, it's intrinsic. She is dedicated to her husband. In our case, where a person is saying these saplings are hectish, what, what, what is Hector going to do with this happens? It's value. It's money. In other words, th- there's a case where Kedusha's Dhamim, it belongs to the treasury of the base of Mikdash and it's at their disposal to use for any way that they see fit for the upkeep of the base of Mikdash. But it's not that they're physical sanctity. It's not transformative in terms of what the thing is. It's just that the proceeds, the sales, the value in it could be used for the base of Mikdash. So there's a tremendous difference. Kedusha's Dhamim, Paka If you're dealing with Kedusha, which is only the level of Dhamim, it's only monetary. So that could go away by itself. That, if you stipulate, it's only Kadosh. These saplings are Kadosh only until, only until the time of uh, they'll be cut down. Then after they're cut down, they don't need any pinyon. Whereas Kedusha Sagov, when you're dealing with innate physical sanctity, then low pakabatli. That doesn't go away by itself. So the Gemara is saying that the analogy to the case of Kedushin is off. The Kedushin is Kedushin's Gov, for sure, that's low pakabatli. Our dispute between Ula and Barpada was specific only to. Kedusha's dumb. So we haven't rejected Ula. Ula, as you said, it's only that Kedusha's dumb and could go away by itself. Abai said back to Rava, Kedusha's a gof, lo He keeps on trying to show that, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting what we're trying to show. Rav Muna was saying to Ula, well, I see from the case of Kedusha that, that Kedusha doesn't go away. Rava defended, we, we admit Kedusha's a gof doesn't go away. Ula was only saying Kedusha's dumb. Abai now is going to show the other one. He thinks even Kedusha's a gof goes away by itself. So there's actually three possibilities here. Kedusha's Agov goes away by itself. Kedusha doesn't go away by itself, but Kedusha's Dhamim could. 
That's what Rava wanted. The idea that even Kedusha's Davim can't go away by itself, that was Rava Muna and Barpada. And now Abai is saying, why are you guys assuming that Kedusha's Agov can't go away by itself? Even Kedusha's Agov could go away by itself. And where do we see this from? Matanya says in a prize. So, so here a person has an animal and he's making it a carbon, right? So that carbon is what type of Kedusha? Kedusha's Agov, right? You bring it on the base and the Mizbech. A person said that the ox is an ola for 30 days. But after 30 days, I want it to turn into a carbon shalom. That's a fascinating statement, right? He's making like a time frame and the identity of what type of carbon it is. So obviously, once you bring it for one, you can't bring it as the other. You can only bring a carbon once. But it means like if before the time I bring it, for the next 30 days, what's Kedusha? It has the Kedusha of in Ola, but after 30 days, it has the Kedusha of Hashanah. So what's the law? For 30 days, it's in Ola. After 30 days, it is a Shlamim. So if you're bringing the carbon within the first 30 days, then it should be brought with the Dinah of an Ola. If you're bringing it as a, as a carbon after 30 days have passed, so then you bring it with the Dinah of the Shlamim. Now, we're dealing with Kedusha Sagov. What do I see? That Kedusha Sagov goes away by itself. Even though it's physical sanctity, it leaves on its own. And what, what does the Gemara mean? It's not losing its Kedusha. But the transformation to go from Ula to Shlamim, that, that, that is a Hafka. That's, that, that's the parting, right? In other words, it doesn't make a difference if you're going from Ula to Shlamim or going from Ula to Hulin. The point is, where did the Kedusha of the Ola go? If it's true that the Kedusha of Ola cannot leave, so then that's an immovable point. If it cannot leave, so how's the Kedusha of Shlamim going to come on? It must be, Pshad is, that since he said the Kedusha of the Ola should only be for 30 days, therefore it could go away by itself. And now he put in that the hektish of the shlamim from the beginning as well. He said after 30 days it should be a shlamim. So he made two separate things. It should be an ola for 30 days and a shlamim afterwards. So that's pshah, why the kedusha of shlamim will be chal afterwards and the kedusha of ola will go away by itself. So what do we see? We see that kedusha sagov can go away by itself. So really, who are we asking on? Rav. Rav defended ula by making a chalap between kedusha's dam and kedusha sagov. And Abai is challenging Rav and saying, I see that even kedusha sagov could go away by itself. So the Gemara defends Rav Achim, what are we dealing with here? The Amr Ladmei, where he said that the animal is Kadosh only for its monetary value, meaning we were assuming you were being Matushit to be brought as a carbon. The Gemara is answering is that you're not actually doing that. You're not being Matushit Behemo and Kedusha Sakov to be brought in the Mizbech. You said that the Kedusha here is that for the value of the ox should be sold, right? In other words, the ox should be sold, and from the proceed should come. Um, funds to buy Karbanos Ola or Karbanos Shlamim. So that's now very good. Now we're back to what Rava said. Since it's only Kedusha's Dhamim, the way we're establishing now, therefore it could go away by itself after 30 days. But in a Haram, if you put on a Kedusha's Aguf, then it would not have. Okay. Frek the Gemara, how are you establishing the case? Iachi, if, if you are right that the case is that you said Ladmei and not that you're making a carbon out of it, Ema Seifa, look at the end of the price. So the end of the price speaks about where the opening statement was, you say, after 30 days, it should be an Ola. But for now, it is a Shlamim. So that's, this is the inverse. The first case was that I said it's an Ola for 30 days, and afterwards, Shlamim. Here, what am I saying? After 30 days, it's an Ola, and now it's a Shlamim. So what is the halacha? It's like that. The animal is a Shlamim for 30 days. After 30 days, the Kedusha of the Shlamim goes away, and the animal will become an Ola. So all you're doing here is re- reversing the, uh, the order. right? You speak about... First, what it will be after 30 days, and then you speak about what it will be in the first 30 days. Okay. So what, what's the chiddish of the second case of the price and more so than the first case? The first case, I said, Ola for 30 days, then Shlamim. That's what happened. Second case, I say, after 30 days, will be Ola the first days, first, and the first part is the Shlamim. Either way, it is the way you said. So what's the novelty of both parts of the price? So, it's understandable why we need two parts of the price. 
if you allow that premise through, that one part of the b'risa is dealing with when you were maktashit as a carbon itself, and the other part of the b'risa is dealing with when you only were maktashit for its monetary value. Then we can understand why the Tana had to speak out two cases. The If you only had one case, you would say, you would say Kedusha Sagov doesn't go away by itself, and Kedusha Sagov only monetary Kedusha could go away by itself. Therefore, the Bryce says two cases. One that has Kedusha Sagov, and one has Kedusha Sagov. To say that in both cases, the Kedusha could go away. Meaning, if I only had one case in the Bryce, you wouldn't know if it was talking about Ledmei or Kedusha Sagov. You wouldn't know. So it said both. So force you into seeing that there's two different cases here. One is where you're being for the monetary value, and one where you're being for the be brought on the Mizbech. And the Bryce was telling us that nonetheless, even in the case of Kedusha Zagov, it could be Pakabachti, it could transform after 30 days into the other type. That's good for why there's two cases in the Bryce, to force you into accepting that one of those cases is where you are Makdashit as a karma. If you're trying to fight the cause and say, no, 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 Kedusha Zagov will never go away by itself. The only thing the Bryce could be talking about is Kedusha Zagov. So I just have two rep- repetitive clauses. I have two. Parts of the Bryce, which are essentially the same. In both cases, your Makdash Ladamim for the value of the animal that for the first 30 days, if it was sold, it should be used for this. After 30 days, if it's sold, it should be used for that. So in both cases, we're saying the same thing. The transformation occurs. Why do I need both cases? Lamali Mislitati. Why do I need two cases? Just teach the first case. And if anything, it makes it even worse. Because why? What was the first case? Ola to Shlamim. And the second case is Shlamim to Ola. Which has more Kedusha? Ola. Ola is totally burned in this bag. Shlamim is eaten. So in the first part of the Brisa, where it can go from a higher Kedusha to a lower Kedusha, certainly it can go from a lower Kedusha to a higher Kedusha. If even when it had the Ola, more stringent, it can be lost and go down and go to a less stringent Kedusha of Shlomim. That if it going up, right, from Shlomim to Ola, is it even necessary to say? It's obvious that it can do that. So the fact that the Brisa has two cases shows us that we must be dealing with an animal having not only Kedusha's Damim, but Kedusha's Agov. Someone who's being Makdash's animal is a carbon. And nonetheless, what do we see? That since he said it should only be for 30 days, whatever Kedusha, Ola or Shlamim, after 30 days it would go away. So what have we shown? We have shown against Rava. Rava was saying Kedusha's Agov cannot be Paka Bechti. The discussion between Rav Muna and Ula was only about Kedusha's Damim. Abai seemingly has refuted that. Okay, very good. So once we refute that, so now we've attacked Rava. We've refuted Rava's distinction, but who, who else should we be out to get now? Barbada. Barbada said, and even in the case of Kedusha's Damim, Lopaka Bechti. Remember, how did we get into all of this? Let's just keep track of the whole Sugi. Barbada was learning Pshad in the Mishnah when someone was made in the Nether that the sapling should be consecrated until they're, nif- until they're cut down. Barbada said that after the, they are cut down, you still have to redeem them. The reason is because Kedusha doesn't d- disappear by itself. Barbada was saying, even by Kedusha's Damim, Kedusha is not Paka Bechti. Ula disagreed there. We weren't sure if Ula was disagreeing and holding that Kedusha, that, that, that Kedusha goes away by itself only because it was Kedusha's Damim or even Kedusha's Agov. Now we've attacked Rava, Abai has attacked Rava and shown that it can even be by Kedusha's Agov. But certainly we should have a very hard time with Barpada. Barpada was saying that even on Kedusha's Damim, it does not go away by itself. Here, clearly, we see otherwise. We see even Kedushas Agov goes away by itself. So first, the Gemara had attacked Rava and the way he defended between Kedushas Dom and Kedushas Agov. But certainly, we've got to attack Barpada. Let's say that the Bryce rejects Barpada. He was saying that when the Noder vowed that the, the sapling should be called after the Ksitsa, he said, you still need opinion. We clearly see from both parts of the Bryce here that the Kedusha could go away by itself. 
So the Gemara therefore defends and learns that the case is completely different. Amar Papa, Amar Lachabah, Brother Papa would say as follows. Hakikam, this is what the Brides actually is saying. Imagine somebody did not say, if he would not have said, from now until then it's a shlamim. Let's say he would just say the, the part that after 30 days it should be an ola. And he rather, all he said was, after 30 days it would be an ola, then in fact that would be the true. So what we mean to say is as follows. If somebody would just say, this animal should become an ola after 30 days, what would the law be? It would become an ola after 30 days. But if you would go and say, and in the interim it should be a shlamim for the first 30 days, that then would never allow the Kedusha of the Ola to take effect because once the Kedusha of Shalom took effect, it will not disappear. So we're reinterpreting the words. Pashib Shah, what did it mean? What was he saying? If he said after 30 days it should be an Ola and now it should be a Shlamim, that happens. It's a Shlamim for 30 days and afterwards it will be an Ola. What we're understanding differently now is that we're saying it's saying like this. Had you not said, had you not made the point of saying that it should, that it should be a Shlamim now, if all you had said is that after 30 days it would be an Ola, then it would take effect and it would be an Ola later. But in Achanami, because I continue and I say that being a, it should be a Shlomo now, it prevents the Kedusha of Ola from taking effect. Now, let's try to understand the novelty in that. What is the novelty that if someone says after 30 days this should be an Ola, that it's an Ola? The answer is, is that just a little bit of background to this, an important, I guess, like a, a little bit of a concept here. Normally when a person makes a, a transaction, the, the effect is immediate. If a man gives a woman money and he says, when is she married? She's married right now. All right, that's the way it works. Somebody sells someone uh, uh, an item and they make a Kenyan, they become the owner now. But could I make a delayed mechanism with a Kenyan? That's not a simple thing. We learned about that in Suba, staff pay base. Not so simple that that can work. Like, you know, for example, someone, uh, someone, someone pulls an item, does a Mashiach, with the intent is that after 30 days it should be transferred. After 30 days, if it's not in the possession of the one who did the Kenyan, it doesn't belong to him. It's not, the Kenyan didn't work. A Kenyan has to work like in a fluid way where like you do the Kenyan and then it becomes effective. So here, if you think about it, it's kind of tough what you're saying because normally a Misa Hakdish comes just because of your declarations. With words alone, it affects. Your speech alone transforms. This animal should be a carbonola. Very good, it will be a carbonola. But here you're saying it should be a carbonola when? After 30 days. And after 30 days, your speech is not here. Right? Your speech is not present. So where is that? How does that work? So it's a chiddish to say that if somebody said this should be an ola after 30 days, that it takes effect. And the Gemara explains the reason it works is the way it would be is like imagine a person gives Kedushin money to a woman. He says, you should be married to me after 30 days. What's the law? After 30 days, is she married? The law is after 30 days, she is married. Even if the Kedushin money was used up before the 30 days come. Somebody might say, if she's still holding the money, good. So the effect of the Kenyan is still there. If she still has the money, the money hasn't been spent, good. She could be married after 30 days. But if afterwards it's already used up, you would say that, if, if, that, that, that it's no good. And why would you say it's no good? Because there's no effect of the Kenyan. But the halacha is actually not that way. The halacha is that we say that... Um, that the, the, the effect of the Maisa Kenyan is still there. And the reason is because Kenyan Kasef, the, re, the way that it works is you give somebody money and you didn't give it to them as a gift, right? You didn't give them a gift. You gave them money that there was an exp- expectation and intent that there should be an exchange because they gave the money. So as long as you gave them the money, what it creates is a shibud. It's almost like a lien on them. It compels them to give you something back. But whatever, whatever the reason why you gave the money. So if you gave the money for Kedushin, so it creates a shibud for her to be makna her Kedushin, so to speak. So then even if the money technically is gone, 
after the 30 days, but the effect of the Kedushin will still be there. So therefore, we don't view it as a problem that there's the, the, the Kenyan and the effect are completely off. We say, no, even if I gave the money then, and the money's gone at the time that she's supposed to become effectively married, we still say that she is married. So the same way we say such an idea, so too when you consecrate an animal. So too when you consecrate an animal, we could say that um, when you maktish an animal, we could say even if a maktish, the maisa haktish was in the beginning, and then the effect is only going to come after 30 days, that could still work. We could still see that as, as being connected. Now, lamaisa, there's, there's an obvious flaw with that, and that here, it's just my speech, right? Where's my speech at the end of 30 days? There, I gave money, and the way that giving money works is a little bit stronger. It creates a shiva, it creates that now she has to give something back, so that effect is still there at the end of 30 days. That point will become relevant a little bit as the Gemara moves forward. We'll see how the Gemara work, works that way. So bottom line is, the way we've defended Rapapa is that we're not saying that the brides are saying it's a shlama for 30 days and then becoming an ola. We're saying after 30 days it's becoming an ola, that's all good. If you would not say that now it's a shlama. If I say that now it's a shlama, that actually will stop, it will prevent the Kedusha of Ola from being chal because of the fact that Kedusha cannot leave by itself. So that's one, one Kedusha of the brides of Hagufa that the Kedusha of the Shlamim will stop the Kedusha of Ola from being Chal, which as the Ram points out is a big Kedush because the Kedusha of Shlamim is less than the Kedusha of Ola. So if it's set up to be an Ola after 30 days, and then I say in the middle, it should be a Shlamim until then, you would say that that shouldn't prevent the Ola. And we say no, that it does. And the other thing um, is that this big point of, uh, and another point is that the Kedusha of Shlamim only came after I, I set it in, right? What did I say? I said it should be an Ola after 30 days, and then I said, and now it should be a Shlamim. So you would say maybe the whole right of the shlamim to take effect was only until 30 days here. It's not like, oh, it happens to be you're saying it should go away after 30 days. I first said that the animal should be an ola after 30 days. And then I second, I say that it should be a shlamim now. So it's a really big chiddush that that kedusha of shlamim, which will take effect, is going to prevent, is going to prevent it from, uh, from taking effect. That's, that's what we're coming out. But had I not said that it should be a shlamim, then it, and I just said it should be kaddish after 30 days, it would be an ola. So the Gemara now asks, Pshita, it's obvious that, 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 that the animals should become Kaddish. Why is there even a Chiddush? Meaning the Gemara doesn't see a Chiddush just because I say it's not Chal now. Who cares? Chal after 30 days. Why is that a novelty? Again, Bishlam up is becoming a Shalom now and still it's switching to an Ola. That's a wild Chiddush, right? That you see Kedusha can leave. But if you say Kedusha can't leave, and it's just saying, if you said after 30 days it should be an Ola, it would be an Ola. Why is that a Chiddush? There's no difference between what we brought out with marriage and as we brought out with marriage, it could take effect after 30 days. So uh, consecration as well. What's the big deal? So again, the Ron is very bothered with the, with, the Gemara, with the Gemara saying pshita. In the case of the marriage, you gave the money and even if the money's been used, the, the Sheba is still there. So it says, if the Maisa Kenyan is around after 30 days. Whereas in our case, when I just say, when I just say, this should be Kaddish after 30 days. So when the 30 days comes around, there's nothing that remains from the, from the verbal declaration. Nothing happened, right? There's, no, there's nothing to that. So the Ran basically says that we have to, the Gemara is relying on what's going to happen. Again, we have to see the way the Gemara is going to make a point. But the Gemara is going to explain to us that when, when, when you are mocked as something, when you say this animal is holy, it's not just that your words make it holy. It's as if the transaction occurred, as if there was a Maisa Kenyan. The basic idea we're going to bring out is that that making something holy with your speech, when you donate something to the base of Mekdash, it's as if all the necessary Kenyanim happened. It's wild. If I'm doing business with you, unless we do Kenyanim, speech alone does not affect. But when I'm speaking to the, about the base of Mikdash, when it's Amirasul Gavoa, and I pronounce something holy with a Maisa Hakdash, it's as if all the necessary Kenyanim worked. So it makes it that there's like this enhanced, deeper, you know, like 
meaning about saying that the sun goes to the base of Megiddo. So it's obvious that even if nothing is around on the 30th day, we're not going to care about it. The same way if a Kenyan is done theoretically properly, it won't bother us if it's, if, if, if it's here at the end of 30 days. So certainly a Maisa Hectish won't bother us. So the Gemara is relying on that. We're going to bring that up in about one minute. So the Gemara answers, Lotzricha. The case is the Haderbe. He retracted. In other words, I said it should be holy after 30 days. And then on day 29, I say, I pull out. Actually cancel. Abort the mission. I do not want this to become an Ola. So it was only supposed to take effect after 30 days. And I said previously that it should. But now, before it's taken effect, I say, I want to cancel it. So why can't I cancel? And the Gemara is saying that the money cannot be, can- it cannot be canceled. Once you said it should be an Ola after 30 days, even if you cancel in the interim, it will, nothing will happen. That's the Kiddush. That it will take effect in spite of the fact that you retract it. Says the Gemara, well, wait a second. What would be my marriage in such a case? Imagine a woman accepted money, kes of Kedushin, and the effect was supposed to happen after 30 days. In the 30 days, she goes and she says, eh, I'm not interested. I want to I pull out of the deal. What's the law? Is the kingdom already binding and she needs to get or not? So it's actually a machlokas. That's good according to the opinion that if the marriage was set in motion to take effect after 30 days, she can't back out. She can't back out because the kingdom already was chal. Again, she's not married until after 30 days, but the Kenya was in a fact that she is married after 30 days. But according to the opinion that she could be closer, one viewing Masach's conclusion says no. The Kenya was there, but since it wasn't Chal, she wasn't yet married, and then she could pack out. So according to that opinion, what do I see? That if the effect is only going to be after 30 days, even though it's all been transferred in the Kenyan world, but unless it's effective that she's married, she can back out. So Michael and Mamar, according to that opinion, presumably if someone said this should be a carbon Ola after 30 days, you should also be able to back out. So how could the price of LMI, the price of means if you didn't back out, but then it's not a novelty. So basically we're saying like this, the case according to my father, what the price of saying is, if someone said, it should be an Ola after 30 days. It would be an Ola after 30 days. However, if you said it should be a Shlomim now, the Kedusha Shlomim prevents it from being an Ola. We don't understand why that's a Chiddush, that if, if I said it should be an Ola after 30 days, that it should become an Ola after 30 days. Of course, why not? What's the big deal? As we're explaining, all the necessary Kenyanim are built into the Amira. So it's as if you did a Kenyan, just like when I was Mekadosh, a woman, and after 30 days she'd be Mekadosh, she's Mekadosh, so to here. So Zakti Kumar, maybe you'll tell me the Chiddush is that even if you retract, you can't. But Zakti Kumar, that's totally in a Machlokas by Kedushin, if you could. Assuming you cannot, so then presume, uh, assuming you, um, you could, rather, presumably by, by Haktish also you could. So that's not the case of the price. So says the Gemara, big Chiddush, even if you say by Kedushin that the woman can retract, in the case of a carbon, no one can back out. Why? When you declare something to the base of Mikdash, that it should be holy, it's as if it was already transferred. It was as if a, a, a Kenyan occurred, it's as if a Kenyan occurred to take effect after 30 days, and everybody agree that therefore, therefore it cannot, uh, it cannot, it, it, it can, one, one cannot back out of it. So let's try to understand what the Gemara is saying, because there's a big problem. What's the Gemara saying? When you say something with your words to Shemaim, it's as if a Kenyan happened. It's powerful. Your words as if they have a built-in Kenyan. It's as if Hashem made a Kenyan from your words. And it's as if it was already transacted with a Kenyan that it's going to go to the base of English. Okay, Frechteran. Very good. I understand that. But by the woman also you made a Kenyan. It's not a question of is there a Kenyan. It's a question of when the Kenyan is scheduled to take effect. When the person said to the woman, your Mekudeshes, 
I'm giving you the money, but you, that's just after 30 days. This opinion holds, she could, she could back out. Of course, there was a Kenyan, but the Kenyan was scheduled to make her a wife only after 30 days. Therefore, she could back out. So, so do here. I mean, Russell of all, Commissioner Russell had here. Your mindset act is just as if there was, a, there, there, there was a Kenyan. Very good. It's as if Hashem made a Kenyan on what you said. But what's the Kenyan? That it should be in effect when it should be holy after 30 days. So, why can't you back out? How is Amirasa Lekavol, Kamisi Rasul Hazrat, an explanation of why you can't back out? Even by condition where there was a Kenyan, since the effect of making her marriage is only supposed to be after 30 days, one opinion said you can back out. So maybe it could be the same thing by Hattish. So the Ran says, very, very big Kiddush, that it's actually more powerful Kenyan. I mean, just to understand the, pow- the power of it, there's two types of ways of saying something with delayed effect. You could say you should be married after 30 days, which is the case we've been talking about. But a very similar subtle case is where you said you should be married now and after 30 days. Meaning, you're not married now, but if 30 days pass and you become married, then retroactively you were married the whole time. Which is fascinating. So what we're saying is that's the power of, 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 of donating something. When you donate something and there's a Kenyan, even if you say it should take effect only at a later point, once that point comes retroactively, it will be like till now. How the round knew that exactly, it's hard to know. What's Pshat? Where do you see that in the Zag of Amirasul Gavol? Can we see Russell had you? That there's a power of Maisa Akdish that it works even without Kenyanim. The Gizbar doesn't have to make a Kenyan. Fine, very good. But who says it has a Zak Kayach that it's like that? The Ran understands that way, and that's the way he understands our Gemara. So, Tachlis, what are we coming at? The Bride is saying that if someone says to an animal, this should be a carbonola after 30 days, it would take effect, provided that he didn't say it, it should be a shlamim in the middle. If he said it would be a shlamim in the middle, then that Kedusha of Shlamim would prevent the Kedusha of Ola from being chal, because Barpada holds Kedusha is not pakabachti. Kedusha can never leave by itself. So even though, you, even though everything was going good, you messed it up when you said it should be a shlamim now, because now that Kedusha of Shlamim will not leave. But it's all the Bryce is coming to teach us a novelty that if I didn't say it should be a shlamim in the middle, I just said it should be an Ola after 30 days, the Kedusha of Ola is chal, and there's nothing I can do to back out of that. Even if during the 30 days I try to retract, I cannot. In a similar case by Kedushan, if someone gave a money to a woman and said you should be married after 30 days, what is the law? She would become Mikudeshes at the end of 30 days. We explained that the Maisa Kenyan is not separated because even if the money was used, but the Sheba of the money is still there. And therefore, <clears throat> we are okay with that. Um, we're, and we're okay with that. However, there's a machlokas in the Gemara whether or not she can back out before 30 days. But we're explaining that by hektish, hektish is stronger, and there's certainly no way that a person can back out. I just want to show one last tiny point, and we'll close for the day, is uh, the, the, the rush, very interesting rush. The second to bottom rush on the page. I mean, the rush wants to know what's the source in halacha for that? How do we know that when you donate something to the Vesa Mikdash, there doesn't have to be a Kenyan. Maybe you have to make a Kenyan. The Rosh gives us a beautiful shot. The shot is that when I have a speech that I give to you, it's not a nether. When I speak to you, it's my words. It's my, it's my, I give you my word. That's not a nether. I didn't make a nether. But Hashem gave a pasuk, when it's talking about donating to the Vesa Mikdash, there's a power of a nether. And if it's a power of a nether, when you come to donate something to the base of Mikdash, there's a nether, then your words, you cannot be retract because you're bound to it in the laws of nedar. Since you're bound to it in the laws of nether, it's a stronger form of speech and a stronger form of speech is binding by itself. So listen to the musag. Normally speech that a person has, it's weak, I speak. You could back out. So it's only when there's a kenyan, when only something put it into action, that then afterwards you can't back out. 
But when you donate something to the base of Mikdash, your speech has the power of a nether. And it's through the power of a nether, speech which you cannot back out of, it's forbidden to back out. Therefore, the speech alone is binding. And as we're seeing in the Gemara, therefore it's binding even if it's to take an effect after 30 days, and you cannot back out of that at that point. Even though by other Kenyanim, even where Maizah Kenyan happens, you could possibly back out uh, before it would take effect.